You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. It's another episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora. Aurora, we are recording this a little late this week, and I hear mm-hmm. through the grapevine that it's possible that you have forgotten a lot of this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember I, I liked it. My, my sources also <laughs> tell me that you may or may not have an adult beverage, which I don't think is really <laughs> going to help this process. I think it will. Okay. Like, are you one of those people that, like, drinks things and then remembers stuff from, like, a long time? Hey, remember 20 years ago when we were hanging out? It helps me think things through better. Ah, okay. (laughs) I think a lot of people would say the opposite. Like, they just forget everything. (laughs) Uh, How stairs work. Uh, You know, where where you put a shirt on at. Things like that. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad to hear for you it works in the opposite. Like, I actually think, I actually think better. Yeah, uh, one right. one drink will do that. If I do more than that, then oh, uh, it goes like you, then you start tipping it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. literally, literally <laughs> tipsy. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, Fear the Walking Dead season two, episode four. It's called Blood in the Streets. Uh, I don't know if there's really a lot of blood in the streets, but mm-hmm. uh, Nick had a lot of blood on him in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and that's who we see at the beginning. But I was really confused at first because the first thing we see is him swimming ashore in the middle of the night. Yeah, and I, I, I seriously can't remember if if that was planned out in the last episode. I don't think there, it there was, was a, right? I really don't think it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, he sort of explains it later, but mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, there's a there's a, a, a an abandoned refugee camp. He uh, gets the attention of a zombie. He lures it over, kills it, and uh, covers himself in zombie guts, presumably to move about the city for some reason. I thought he'd, like, run away at this point. I'm like, what's he doing? Mm -hmm. Like, has he gone crazy? (laughs) Uh, Back on the Abigail, Travis condemns Strand for cutting Alex's raft loose. Everybody remembers that from last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Chris and Ophelia stand watch on deck. A raft with two men. This is so. This is an Alex's raft. Uh, two men and a woman, a pregnant woman mm-hmm. who is bleeding, is pleading for help. Uh, something's going wrong with the baby. We need help. Uh, why they would seek to do this out in the middle of the ocean, I don't know. But that's okay. Uh, Chris is like, should I shoot him? And Ophelia's like, are you nuts? This woman needs help. Mm-hmm. Let's get them help. Uh, so uh, they do that. Uh, Madison rushes upstairs uh, with uh, with the girl, uh, and uh, Strand freaks out. Though he's like, "This doesn't seem right." He goes to get his gun, only to find that Daniel, uh, when he was snooping through there, removed the magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Madison assists the pregnant woman to the bathroom. Alicia goes upstairs and recognizes. 
that one of the men's voices belongs to Jack, that guy she talked to on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Alicia, what have you done? <laughs> oh uh, downstairs, the pregnant lady smashes Madison's head against a mirror and then ties her hands. You see, this is a trap. Mm-hmm. Jack, along with, uh, Reed, I think his name is, and I don't recall the girl's name, but they are here to take over the boat. They are part of a group. And this is one of the, this is the prequel version of Don't Trust Anyone in the Zombie Apocalypse. And this is their first lesson in this. Yeah, even early on. Yep. <laughs> people, yeah, people went right into grouping up and yeah. just taking what they needed. Uh, Jack and Reed tie everyone up and hold them at gunpoint. Strand flees on a raft and Reed shoots at Strand but hits the raft and it is mm-hmm. slowly starting to deflate. We get flashbacks where Strand meets a man named Thomas... Abigail mm-hmm. uh-huh. at a bar in Baton Rouge and this is uh, soon after Hurricane Katrina Thomas tells Strand that he's in town to buy property Strand explains that everything he owns is underwater Strand assists Thomas to his hotel where Thomas passes out and Strand borrows Thomas's credit cards at this point I just assumed that Strand was a thief mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was stealing things uh, back in the present day, Strand floats in his raft and tries to dry his satellite phone by blowing on it, because that's how that works. <laughs> uh, uh, I've never I've never thought that that would work if, like, my, my phone got wet, that blowing on it would, would yeah. help, but... Yeah, I guess you gotta try, right? Yeah. Uh, on the Abigail, Reed threatens to shoot Chris if the group doesn't produce the key to the boat. Travis and Ophelia explain that Strand is the captain. He probably had the key, but Travis says that he might be able to hotwire the thing. Uh, At at this point, everybody kind of realizes that... uh, I think it is at this point that everybody sort of realizes that Nick isn't there. Where's Nick, everyone? Uh, (laughs) Nobody seems to know. That's how invested people are in Nick. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody seen Nick on this on this you know kind of big for a boat but still a boat in the middle of the water? Anybody seen him? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reed tells Jack to find the portable radio with Alicia so that they can contact their leader, Connor. <sighs> Alicia's really mad at Jack, of course. Uh, he's like, "Oh, well, you're you'll be fine. I promise. I'll keep you safe." Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, we catch up with Nick, who arrives at a gated community, masked in the blood of zombies. He walks by an infected without drawing any attention. Uh, in another flashback, uh, Thomas and a companion named Luis confront Strand about the cards. Instead of calling the cops, Thomas tells Strand to meet him at the bar and discuss how Strand can rectify the situation. Strand says he's always intended to pay him back with interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strand, in the present day, is still clinging to his raft and drops the phone in the water. All the blowing in the world yeah. can't help him now. Waste of time. <laughs> maybe he, maybe if he just blew at the ocean long enough, <laughs> it could dry out. Probably not. Uh, Travis manages to rewire the Abigail, uh, but they're going to have to go to the engine room to override the computers because it's all computery and they all interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Daniel is uh, 
getting some help from Madison, who is distracting the pregnant woman while Daniel is trying to loosen the bonds he is tied with. And Madison talks to the pregnant lady about her pregnancy for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the engine room, Reed recommends that Travis have the boat running by the time Connor arrives for his own sake. Prove your value, he says uh, to Travis. Uh, Jack radios Connor and reports that he's on his way. Uh, he also uh, tells uh, Alicia that he owes Connor for saving his life, but insists he doesn't enjoy what he does. No, of course not. Uh, he invites Alicia to join the group, but she refuses to abandon her family, and Jack says, hey, your whole family can be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if Connor can't incep- accept them into the camp. And she hugs him with one of those uh, one of those trap hugs where he thinks he's being hugged, but she's really showing no emotion whatsoever. Right. And this is right. some sort of power play move on her part. Right. Well, she, she never shows any emotion, so it's hard to tell with emotion. That, that is true. <laughs> uh, Nick knocks on the front door of a home, and Luis, who we met in the flashback, sneaks mm-hmm. up behind him with a gun. And Nick says that Strand sent him. Luis loads the luggage into his car and explains to Nick that the housing development was an Abigail home experience. Nick asks if Luis was the one who will be getting them across the border to Mexico. And Luis says, what do you mean by all of us? Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. As Daniel's working his bonds, uh, Madison asks if the baby has been moving. And she baits pregnant lady by wondering if a dead baby would turn inside her belly. They've been reading your mind, Aurora. Yes, yes. I I felt validated. That's crazy. (laughs) When they said that, I'm like, oh my god, they've been listening to our show. (laughs) In the past when they filmed this episode. (laughs) Uh, Nick and Luis drive to the beach. Luis tells Nick that he has only secured passage for two people. But Nick figures Strand must have incorporated them into his plans, because why else would they be with him right now? Mm -hmm. Luis explains that he met Strand years ago through Thomas Abigail, and he says that his mother, who works for the Abigails and raised him and Thomas together, is staying at the Baja home. Uh, In a flashback, we see Strand and uh, Thomas Abigail at the Baja house, and Tom urges Strand to put off his work trip to L.A., but Strand says it's too important to their business. And they hold hands. They are a couple. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I should have picked up on it from the very first scene when when Abigail was super duper drunk and mm-hmm, they were really, mm-hmm. really close. But mm-hmm. I didn't because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> Connor boards the Abigail as he arrives with two other armed pirates and admires the boat. He invites Travis and Alicia to join the community but says he has no need for the others. He grants Alicia's request to transport her family safely to shore. Alicia and Travis are taken away. Reed and the bodyguards stay behind to guard the remaining captives. Nick and Luis cruise towards the Abigail, uh, and looking through binoculars, he spots that there are two armed people on the boat that are not part of their party. Luis takes out a sniper rifle and shoots them. Uh, at this point, Madison stabs Reed with a crowbar, now that they are loose. Uh, on board, Madison tells Nick and Luis what happened to Strand. Luis refuses to cross the border without him. In a flashback, Thomas Abigail tries to dissuade Strand from going to L.A., given the reports of an outbreak, and Strand promises to return in two days. They share a kiss. Mm-hmm. 
and then the last thing we get in the episode, Madison, we see Madison pulling up to Strand in Louise's boat and uh, pulls him to safety. Uh, so there you go. That was the episode. A lot happened in this yeah, episode. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. It has been picking up a little bit. What did you think mm-hmm. of the episode? I liked it. I thought it was interesting and exciting. Mm-hmm. At at last. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, the show was really slow in getting there. Uh, yeah. Even this season, it took a it took like two episodes uh, before they really started doing mm-hmm. some things. And I finally felt like we have Madison back. Like the way yeah. that she was talking to that pregnant lady and kind of like provoking her. Mm-hmm. That's the Madison I like. So. She's totally like, OMG, what if your baby's a, a zombie baby? <laughs> yes, yes. And it, like, eats you from the inside. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, other than the fact that she's, you know, saying those things to the pregnant lady, mm-hmm. she's also the Madison that calculates her, you know, she knows, she knows what she has to do to escape a situation. Yeah. And she's patient about it, and she's, you know, planning it out. That's the Madison I liked. Because yeah. previously, what we've seen is... Just, I don't, I don't know what was going on with her. She was just all over the place. But mm-hmm. in this episode, she was, you know, um, focused on escaping and saving her family, which yeah. I thought it was good. And she had no problem stabbing that jerk Reed. No, that kid yeah. seemed nuts. <laughs> yes, not yeah. a good influence at all. Yeah, psychopaths, uh, psychopaths seem to just do very well in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Uh, you know what's strange to me is the uh, how they gave Strand some backstory and some history, yeah. but he still comes off like a complete mystery to me. Yeah, they gave us all this other. I mean, look, I now I I know he's he's gay. I know mm-hmm. that. Uh, I know that uh, he is not above stealing credit cards from somebody, but is willing to pay them back with interest. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, but I don't know anything else about that. He's still like a total mystery to me. I agree. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure that he's gay. <laughs> At least now. I think he's a con artist. Oh, maybe, and I, maybe. And I think he, you know, molds himself into whatever person he needs to be to survive Ooh, in a maybe. situation. So, I although I love the fact that he might be gay, mm-hmm. I am not a hundred percent sure because just I'm oh, I, I'm I think I'm more intrigued with him being a chameleon, yeah, like just being fully committed to whatever it takes to get him through the next situation he finds himself tasked with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, yeah. I think that's a really smart observation. I hope that's what they end up doing. At least we know now that it's not some thing where he's like uh, the one thing that was fleshed out was that. He didn't have any sort of foreknowledge of the zombie apocalypse. Right. That the boat belongs to Thomas. That mm-hmm. he was going into town for business. What, what that business is, I don't know. He still seemed awfully prepared for mm-hmm. a dude who was going into town for business. Yeah. Um, so that remains to be seen what exactly it was. But it's clear his intent was to, you know, to come back within a couple of days. Right. Uh, and, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this, the getting the group to come with him, this is part of the whole chameleon thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he just did what he had to do to get himself out of the situation. And now he has to figure, now he's in this situation and he has to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited to see where the show goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's mostly hinging on the Strand mystery. 
of like who is he and what's happening but uh i think i think it's i think they're doing a pretty good job i didn't think anybody was particularly annoying although alicia's annoying past behaviors caused oh, no. this problem I, I loved the fact that these bad guys took alicia and travis i was like yes take them they're the worst people in this group <laughs> yeah. take them away it will give the others a chance to survive <laughs> maybe well i mean they didn't did they they didn't take alicia right they took uh or did they uh, take alicia yeah they took alicia and, and travis chris. that's yeah. right they didn't take chris right whom i'm chris not a big fan there. of i'm chris not a big fan there. not a big fan of but chris. you know chris has demonstrated that he can you know kill people and defend himself so yeah he, he's not he's useless better than travis he's better yeah. than travis in that, that is true <laughs> but Travis can hotwire a boat, though, Aurora. Oh so I'm sure that will come in handy. Uh, why, that's why say that? Why just say that know. you don't know? Right. You're just giving them the boat. No. I think oh maybe gosh. he was scared. Like if he didn't, then they're like, "Well, we'll just kill everybody." Then uh, maybe yeah. he seemed that crazy. Maybe he thought he could buy time maybe, maybe. or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust in Travis's uh, abilities to. To get out of a situation, really. So <laughs> he hasn't proven he hasn't proven it to me. Um, all right, uh, I guess uh, that'll be a wrap. With the exception of the score for this week, uh, how would you like to grade Blood in the Streets? Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five mm -hmm. because even though I, I I liked that some of the characters I like um, came back yeah. and are doing the things that I want them to do. Um, I thought it was a little bit confusing the way that they told the story in the episode. Yeah. Um, I I spent a, a long time in this episode trying to figure out. I, at first, I thought that the person in there in the raft was Nick, and then mm -hmm. we were seeing the aftermath when he arrived in the beach. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was the situation, and then when I understood that it was Strand, it was like, oh wait. This is very confusing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so. I gave it. I gave it three and a half as well. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting for it to like give me an episode where I'm like, oh shit! Like at least give it a four, something along those lines. And it, it hasn't quite reached. Right. Uh, it hasn't quite reached that level yet. But I, I feel like they're they're kind of gaining some momentum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I hope I hope they continue to to build on it. The ratings went up, uh, so more people were watching it. Uh, in this last episode, right, um, I, I hope that's a I hope that's a sign. I hope that's a mm -hmm. a good sign going forward. I hope the the quality continues to increase because um, you know it's 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 gotta it's gotta find its groove. Every show kind of uh, has their 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 speed bumps, I guess. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the first season of this show, I think, was only like six episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's very hard to find your footing in six episodes. You got six mm -hmm. hours to find your footing. Uh, and they didn't necessarily find it right away. Uh, so I I feel like the more it goes on, they're gonna they're gonna do better. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see what happens next. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about uh, season two, episode five of Fear the Walking Dead. It's called Captive. <laughs> <laughs>